Welcome back, everyone. This is our third podcast. It's just going to be Preston and I today. We are down a member. We just have been uh, kind of having a hard time coordinating. It's around the holidays for us. and Yeah, it's getting to be that time of year. We also have a lot of homework, both yep. of us. So That's another <laughs> issue. The finals coming up and all that. You know. But today we are going to be talking about aliens. We talked about it a little bit in the last previous episode. episode. Yeah, that's just right. A little bit. Um, but I know Preston here, we voted on topics of things we wanted to cover during this podcast um, season, I guess you could call it. I think it. I gave it a five, right? It was year one five you yep. gave it away for this. My highest score, yeah. Aliens are fun to talk about. So I was really hoping that Preston would come with a personal probe story. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you were probed. I, I w- <laughs> It would make my life a little a little interesting, yeah. But no, no uh, personal uh, stories, no. Never been abducted myself, I can't say. I, one of the things that's always made me curious, but it's like you could never prove it, or at least I don't think you could ever prove it, is yeah. at what point did humanity look up at the sky and think there's life on some other planet? Like at what point could they conceptualize that? That's a good question. Um, I feel like it had to have been maybe 300, 400 year, years ago. I'm just like, throwing something out there. <laughs> but I think you have to have a certain understanding of, I guess, just science and technology in general to be able to think outside yourself. Because the ancients, I don't think they would have known like yeah. beyond like the solar system itself. They, how would they have that concept of like, oh, yeah, there's another planet out there somewhere. Exactly, yeah. If we don't even understand our own planet or we're just, yeah, our sight is so limited. I don't know. I feel like it has to have been pretty recently. Maybe the last hundred years is really when we've been thinking about. Unless you believe in the pyramids. Of course, yeah. Pyramids. But even then, it's like, would they believe that that's an alien or would they just believe that's like a deity? I don't know. Because it blurs the line. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the pyramids are fun. Back when I was um, studying at Salt Lake Community College a couple couple years ago, whatever it was, four years ago, um, that was a we had a fun class. I forget what it was called. I think it was Design Ecologies or something like that. But the teacher, I guess he was in the aliens or something, because no, it was architectural history. Um, but he would show us videos that would imply like all these ancient structures and he didn't think humans did it yeah he didn't think it was possible that humans did it so we shared all these videos conspiracy theory videos it was the best class i loved it i think that it was so loopy i think that <laughs> discredits yeah the, the human ability yeah to be like ah oh, there's no way these people could have done it and it's just like yeah well no they did it they figured it out somehow yeah no you're exactly right not giving them enough credit so I just I decided to to look it up. Like when was the first UFO sp- sighting? Yeah, at least reported. And I'm sure there are like other, but like mainstream mainstream kind of thing. Right. Apparently it was 1947. Really, I wasn't too far off then. And I think part of that is just because like there were no flying crafts before then. Yeah, that's right. It's just birds. Yeah. So like, who would even have the concept of like what I'm looking at isn't you wouldn't even think about like intelligent made crafts in the sky before that, yeah. Right. You're right. But it says that uh, it was claimed by a businessman 
Kenneth Arnold, okay. uh, who said he saw a group of nine high-speed objects near Mount Rainier in Washington mm. while flying in his own small plane. Mm. And he described them as crescent-shaped, uh, moving like saucers skipping over the water. Mm. I mean, personally, I'm like, uh, some of the aircraft designs, I mean, I know 1947 is pretty early, but um, was I'm pretty sure jet technology was out by then. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because uh, the Japanese and and uh, no, you're right. The Nazis they had yeah. some jet powered craft. Um, and if you don't know, I mean, look at the the U two bomber. I'm not saying they had the uh, no, not the U two bomber. The B oh, what's the one that looks like a wing? Uh. Oh, I know which one. B is it the B fifty two? No, B fifty two was like a heavy bomber. Oh the yeah, the B two Spirit. Oh okay, and that's the one that has like the funky. Yeah, um, that's the one. Yeah, see if I if I saw that in the forties, no, oh yeah, that would be, be like, an alien like, to me. Crap. <laughs> that's exactly what I would think. Yeah, I'm not like saying they had that exact kind of technology, but yeah. I mean, I don't know when they first des- designed. Because this is like a, I forget the type of aircraft it is. but Stealth, it's just, I guess. It's just a wing. Yeah. Like a winged wing. only kind of thing. Um, I guess an M-shaped wing, yeah. Yeah, but I think a lot of the craft stories, to me, I'm like, that's just, that's just bogus. Yeah. Um, I think one of, I was watching a, uh, a little documentary about Area 51, and... You gotta tell me the name of it if you can find it. Oh, it's always fun to watch. I can't remember, <laughs> but it was basically I think it was on. Uh, I think it was on like the History Channel. Okay. For Discovery or something like that. This is what I would have been at my grandparents because I didn't have cable growing up, kind of deal. Gotcha. But basically, what they said was, uh, I guess there's a famous plane. I guess there's one way to get in and out of Area 51 if you're not going by road. And it's in okay. a passenger airplane that the military operates. And yeah. its nickname is Janus. Okay. Flies in and out. And what they said is, like, if you look at all the sightings, like a ton of them, of the purported sightings in the area. They can just be attributed to that plane. To Janus. They're like, yeah, we have the flight logs with the... Uh, Federal Aviation Authority of like this is Janus and then a bunch of the other ones in my opinion is just like they're developing stealth planes out there yeah stuff that we're not aware of you're probably right and they just do it at at night because they don't want people you know make it a little harder for people to see that sort of thing yeah but I I totally think they just use it as a a testing ground yeah you're probably right that's probably all it is yeah because I mean like basically if, if I was told like you can have you know, $100,000 or know what's at Area 51. I'll take the $100,000. Yeah, it's not worth that much to know. No, I think it would be underwhelming if you found out what's yeah, actually going on. Yeah, because it, it's oh, going to be okay. something stupid. Yeah. Well, not stupid, but, but it's just going to be like, generic. oh, yeah, that's totally plausible real life, like, of course, because it's not like some giant, does the military have secrets? Oh, yeah. Does, like, the U.S. government keep secrets? I'm totally sure. But they've been trying to be really forthcoming. Yeah, recently, recently. especially. Isn't there that... Um, There's like a committee for it. Congressional, <laughs> we had like a big congressional hearing for it or whatever. 
And there um, were a couple where they were like, okay, we can't explain this yeah. kind of deal. Uh, some that I thought, um, I've watched the VFX artists react to a bunch of the extraterrestrial oh, UFO I think videos. I saw the same thing, yeah. Same and video. a ton of them were just like, oh, yeah, this is just like reflections off of the lenses. Like, you can totally tell because, like, the aperture of the shape so of the So we just had a good ex- sort of explanation thing. for everything then. Yeah, they yeah. had really solid explanations for a lot of the, the phenomena that was going on in the captured film. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like all of it can be explained. Um, it's just the right people, the mm-hmm. right knowledge. But who knows? It's still fun to talk about. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, and, and like I said last week, I I think they're out there. Yeah. Plausibly, like statistically, like it's got a... A big universe is. Yeah. It has to be. There's got to be something out there. It's pretty much else. impossible. We're the only ones. How yeah. far along they are, no idea. That's debatable. Um, will they ever get to us? No. I don't think so. I mean, I think like the expanse is just too big. Yeah, let's. You're limited by how much you can actually travel. Yeah, that's kind of one of the answers I've heard frequently to the what we talked about last week, the Fermi paradox. Mm-hmm. Basically, the idea that um, if there is out life out there in the universe, why can't we see it? Um, but basically, some frequent explanations are that just. Um, interstellar travel and light speed travel is impossible so mm-hmm. it's just you're not going to see anything because no one is able to leave their own solar not, system yeah or, if not planet or universe solar <laughs> system yeah one thing that does interest me quite a lot though is is there any form of life within our solar system yeah like did mars at some point support any form of life i think it had to have right because I'm pretty sure it had water at one point. Yeah, like, like it has we know it had water. That still has like ice fields underneath its oh, really? soil, that sort of thing. Like uh, allegedly at like the North and South Poles, they've done some some sort of satellite that can scan, and mm. you know they they say that it's there. I don't know how how deep down or anything like that. That's super cool. Yeah, I like to think about that too. I think what's the name of that moon? I think it's the moon of Jupiter. Um, has all the water a lot of talk about that one recently i think uh it's not psyche is it Uh, europa that's the one i think that's the one that has a lot of water and there's a bunch of speculation about uh has all that water has a decent temperature probably could sustain some life there yeah that's fun to think about too we don't even have to go that far maybe there is life in a Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be like, obviously, it's not optimal conditions that yeah. they're probably going to be super intelligent or anything like that. Or but life, organic life, life. Yeah, organic yeah. life somewhere in some shape or another. They would have to be like basically the equivalent of extremophiles yeah. in order to survive in, in those harsh, harsh conditions. Be some pretty harsh creatures, yeah. Yeah, I mean, technically, I believe the moon right now is dusted in a bunch of uh, water bears. Oh, I've heard that too. Yeah. The, Those are fun little, uh, yeah. But basically what happened, my understanding is, well, it's just a theory. I don't know if anyone's confirmed it yet yeah. or anything, but they had, I can't remember if it was India or I think it might've been India. Cause they've been trying to like get on the moon recently. 
and uh, they had like a bunch of these water bears to study how they would react, but the the lander crashed, and so they're like, yeah, possibly they're still alive out there. Yeah, looks like it was 2019 that this happened. The Israeli spacecraft. Oh, it was the Israelis. Yeah, failed landing attempt. Its payload included a few thousand tardigrades. Initial yeah, reports suggested that they, yeah, they could have survived the crash landing, and it's possible they're just chilling up there. Does that mean they've technically tainted yeah. the surface? I guess so. First time that moon has ever seen life. Maybe they've just multiplied to such an extent at this point, it's just they've overtaken it. I don't know if they're they're necessarily multiplying because they do need water is my oh, understanding. Okay. But they can go into like this a long time survival phase and survive just like all kinds of crazy things. Kind of like how like a seed, um, yeah. you can like if it's doesn't doesn't care if it's like negative thirty degrees or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like you can still plant it years later. Yeah, kept under the right conditions, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to think about. See, I'm, I'm looking up some other, you know, signs of have we been contacted. I guess the wow signal is pretty compelling evidence, they say. Mm. Which, uh, here, let me look it up. I mean, personally, I, I can't remember the, the whole story, but there was, like, some guys in, like, a satellite uh, dish listening in. Oh, here we go. Uh, a strong narrow band radio signal detected August 15th, 1977 by Ohio State University's Big Ear radio hmm. telescope in the United States. Um, and I guess it was just like the astronomer who was recording the data or was reviewing the data. Mm -hmm. He was so impressed by the results of what was detected that he wrote, wrote wow next to it. So that's why it's called the the wow yeah. signal. But it was a, a 72 second long window um, in which it was observed. Mm. Um, that's not long at all. Yeah, it's not a long signal at all. And I'm like, I'm of the opinion that there's enough random chaotic events happening yeah. within the you're whole. You're gonna catch something eventually. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's the idea of ah, uh, oh, I forget it. There's this crazy. Um, idea but it's like imagine if you had i love those um oh what's the name it's oh. <laughs> i think i know what you're alluding to um but basically like the deal i'm trying to i'm trying to <laughs> remember what it is but the the idea is that imagine you have a 300 page book yeah and it's just like every letter in there is randomized Okay. If you had a, a library big enough, and we're talking like they did the, the calculations and they were like, it was several light years by several light years. That's a big library. Very big library. <laughs> um, a lot of books. And the, as they said, statistically, because they're even, even left all to chance, somewhere in that library, you would find a book that has exactly the same letters, the same story as like yeah. Tom Sawyer. Yeah. It's just such a large space that you're bound to have repeats. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like in the large chaotic 
solar system universe as is like of course you're you're probably going to get some stuff that you're like holy cow that is close to that is you know a sign of alien life Mm -hmm. but i'm like no not really i don't see it as like compelling enough 72 seconds i see what you mean it's not a lot of time yeah um i'm curious to would be curious to hear if they've ever heard that signal again or if no, it was just that I don't one think they have been. so an isolated incident yeah i'm trying to figure out because now it's gonna bug me yeah library. i have to figure it out i have to i have to figure it's it gonna out be noodle around in your head rest of the week if you don't figure it, it out will well <laughs> the math will i'm sure really distract me from that but yeah um oh Anyways, I gotta just like research alien, <laughs> alien signs again. I love all the all the preparation we've done. Crop circles, yep. bogus, complete crap. <laughs> I I mean that's that's such a lazy like. Ugh. It really is. Like people who still believe in crop circles, I'm like no, like it, it's just like bored art students. Yep. People who want to cause like. Uh, Farmers who want to be in the news. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I would do it as a prank if I had a cornfield. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. I'd do it too. Have you seen the movie Signs? Yes, I have. That's a good one. Is it? (laughs) Well, it's a fun one. It's a fun (laughs) one. If you don't think about it too hard, yeah, it's really fun. It's just good, stupid fun, as most of them are. Yep. Okay, let's look up. Uh, I'm looking up some abduction stories because I want to hear some abduction stories here. Yeah, those are always fun. And I've prepared just some uh, UFO sightings from over the years. My research I can talk about. Okay, here we go. Um, Hopkins, an interview with Bud Hopkins. Mm. So this is uh, people who believe that they've been abducted by aliens. Um, this is the Linda case. He says, the best case I have ever worked with, and it's extraordinarily important, um, involves a woman who was abductive, who he worked with before this experience. Mm. So I think, to me already, that kind of muddled. Yeah. I think he's already worked with this person. Um, but she was abducted from a 12th floor apartment in Manhattan floated out the window, and in this case, the UFO occupants wanted this to be seen hmm. for complicated reasons, of wanted course. Wanted there to be a witness. <laughs> yeah, they wanted there reasons. to be witnesses. So, therefore, it was not masked or hidden. Okay. Even though it was 3 in the morning. <laughs> That's when all this stuff happens, If they wanted it to be seen, they would have done it at, like, 8 o'clock, exactly, rush hour. Yeah. That's not the time to do it. You think they would be smart enough? Yeah, they're like, we want to be seen, but only by a few believers (laughs) kind of deal. Um, This woman was witnessed, apparently, though, Mm. floating with the three aliens below the UFO, but 12 stories up, by a number of different people, which is interesting. That is interesting. That multiple people get. Yeah, that was going to be my first question, if it was just um, Bud that witnessed it. Yeah, I'm like, what is the relation to these people? I don't know. But uh, he goes on to say one of the people he interviewed described her absolute terror when she saw the sight from the Brooklyn Bridge, mm. which I'm not super familiar with the topography of New York or where this 
yeah. building would be. But is I mean the Brooklyn B- Bridge, depending on where you are, yeah, can be pretty far away. It is. Um, it's a big bridge. Yeah, but she thought uh, somebody must be making a movie. It must be a movie because it's impossible. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we've, we've seen, like, David Blaine do this kind of stuff with, like, high wire kind of trapeze act kind of stuff. Um, anyways. David Blaine. I haven't heard his name in a while. It's been a hot second. Yeah. He gets a – I don't know why, but he's been getting a lot of crap. But, like, uh, you say what you want about his magic. but His he, stuff was good. He did do also a lot of endurance stuff that, like, you can't fade. Yeah. You have to be fit to do that no matter what. Yeah, like right. s- standing in a block of ice for however many days, standing on top of the like that tower. Yeah, no matter what, it takes skill. It's like, yeah, it's that's talented. that's just endurance. Even if it's not magic. That's a mental yeah. ability there for sure. Um, anyways, another woman who I've dealt with at length saw the UFO. Once again, he's like, who I've dealt with at length, it's like, like, okay, so someone else who's, like, already on board with what you're saying was like, yep, oh, yes, I saw it. It's like you didn't, suspicious you didn't mention it to the story. And she was like, oh, yes, I just so happened to be in the area. <laughs> and, of course, I saw it. <laughs> um, saw the UFO right next to the building from which this one was floating out. She said it was enormous. 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 Mm. Um, and, once again, I don't know where this building is, but in my mind, a lot of the buildings in New York – are more are than enormous. Yep. Yeah. That's they're bigger than twelve stories. So wouldn't this UFO have to be between the streets? It's not gonna fit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not gonna fit. <laughs> I guess um, what is her definition of enormous? Yeah. That would be my question. Uh, there was some kind of effect, an electromagnetic effect or whatever. We don't know what to call it, mm. which stopped the car. And the memories only went up to the point of seeing the UFO right directly next to the building before the people floated out. Hmm. So they were like, mine altered, her car stopped. Um, Was this on the bridge? No, that's the thing. This is from a building. Oh, okay. They're seeing a lady hovering above a building. Hmm. Allegedly, with a giant, enormous craft. Yeah. Or like outside the building. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't like it. Me neither. Smells fishy. Yeah, a little bit suspicious, but that's a fun one. I just, the fact that he knows so many of these people. Yeah. It's like, okay, judge and jury, whom are my <laughs> neighbors? And it's like, yes, this is a fair yep. and equal trial, of course. <laughs> I don't know. Have you found anything over there that you like? Let me see. Abduction stories are fun. I like people waking up. I think they're paralyzed, blah, blah. I think this is just like, this is a night terror. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, right? Yeah. And people who sleepwalk or maybe are going through like a stressed uh, period of life. Hallucinate see things you can do a bunch of crazy stuff sleepwalk like you said that does happen you can sleepwalk and be dreaming at the same time and see stuff Ooh, yeah it's gotta be fun it's gotta be you're right trippy 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 Uh, oddly enough there's quite a bit published on pbs.org and man that's what i'm seeing too yeah are these web pages 
awful. When was the last <laughs> time they tried updating these? They don't get enough public funding. Oh no! This straight up written 1996. It looks like the most basic HTML. Such an easy teal teal background website. It didn't even like stretch it. I mean, it's it's It's, not a vector. Yeah, it's a raster size photo. HTML. That's funny. Everything's at the bottom. Yeah. Mm. Not the greatest. Oh well. Old picture of Carl Sagan. (laughs) Oh yeah, and Carl Sagan looks. He still looks old even in that one, so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, scars and scoop marks, traumas. I don't know, there's like conspiracy theory territory as well. Yeah, that territory is always fun. Because, like, what do, they, what do they care about us? Yeah. You know, like, even if they say they were able to travel faster than light. Then what are they going to learn from us? Exactly. Yeah. You're right. It's just like, what? You you can't, like, you don't have any other biology you're familiar with? That sort of thing? Like, I'm sure, in my opinion, like, cells are cells. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, there might be, like, differences, of course, but you could study the same thing in a way, like, a sheep, way easier, with less distractions you know, just abduct a sheep or a cow or, you know, It would be whatever. much easier, you're right. Much yeah. easier than, like, going into a populated, very urban, built-up area like yeah. New York. I guess they wanted them. witnesses. Yeah, they wanted <laughs> witnesses. Witnesses with yeah. cows and sheep. Well, you can, but... Yeah, but, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, though, is, like, I... Why would they come here if they... Because, like, if they're just studying cool all right i guess whatever but then like what's the point of being seen like and if they are here just studying us like what for are they gonna fight us why are they hiding why are they hiding you know that sort of thing yeah i don't know know. oh my goodness (laughs) i just found i just found the find another good story oh just you know the uh the uh I guess these ones, I mean, this is on Wikipedia, that sort of thing. That's a good website. Uh, yes, <laughs> everything is always... Trustworthy. Yeah, well thought out and trustworthy, and, you know, the community doesn't screw around with things at all. <laughs> um, but the, the what I guess what they call early abduction stories, they call paleo-abductions. Mm. But uh, makes sense. I wouldn't call these super early. The earliest this one sighting, at least, is... 1896. Yeah, I don't think I that's don't, not paleo yeah, at all. That's not what I think. <laughs> I think paleo. I, I think a Neanderthal. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Paleo. But okay. Um, I guess uh, Colonel H. G. Shaw claimed he and a friend were harassed <laughs> by three tall, slender humanoids whose bodies were covered with a fine, downy hair, <laughs> who tried to kidnap the pair. Said so they were harassed. Were harassed. they catcalled and? Yeah, I'm thinking about like some very <laughs> tall NBA player furries here. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a funny picture. Yeah, I mean, there we go. I guess there's a very famous case of a Brazilian Antonio Via uh, Bocas. Mm. Um, I guess there was like a television broadcast involved where they dramatized the events. That's very interesting. Mm. They have like, I mean, really, these are if the if there were actual alien abductions happening, like 
why did they just start in like the the earliest like 1890s yeah doesn't make sense like it just so happened they arrived during like all this industrialization industrial like flying craft yeah it's too convenient i mean it's just like it's not at it smells i smell i smell crap yeah i smell (laughs) bs yeah i call bs um yeah and and if they were like a lot of these are described as like humanoid Mm -hmm. that sort of thing and i think i was reading this one really great article where they had an ai random machine um just generate kind of like shapes yeah um and told them to survive that sort of thing and they would like kill each other that sort of deal and they would like fight over resources yeah and it was very weird because uh out of there developed um stuff that were like the cheetah you know that had like a very fast it could move around that sort of thing but it it spent a lot of energy they had stuff like you know typical grazing herbivore that sort of thing yeah um but what they said is they're like uh, curiously enough and like and looking at uh earth uh history they're like it's actually very uh strange that out of all the life forms here the most intelligent ones are bipedal yeah they're like most organisms have like eight appendages or more yeah uh i mean look at like most insects they got tons of legs that sort of thing um and so it's just like and yeah the bipedalism is like very interesting because we're the advantage yeah yeah. but they're like what is the advantage i guess because like you're more efficient walking yeah but it makes it makes birthing way harder yeah so it's like that's not particularly an advantage no um but i do i have read some people who argue like but it's because humans have such early births since they have bigger heads that means they have to do so much more like love care imprinting kind of thing right uh, that develops a certain aspect within humans that makes sense to me a sort of like intelligence kind of thing because like Mm. if you look at uh, feral child cases a lot of them once they get past a certain point uh, it's very 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 hard to teach them any sort of uh, like social mathematical kind yeah. of skills. I actually never heard that term before. Feral child. Especially yeah, there are some isolated very, from uh, human yeah. contact. Yeah, there are some very interesting cases of, uh, and they're studied a lot by psychiatrists. Yeah, or psychiatry. Excuse me. Way back in high school, studying AP psychology, I remember hearing the term there. Actually, and that's a because I think the one that I learned about in my psychology class was Genie. Okay. I think Sounds her name similar. was Jeannie. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find. But she was, she was, uh, I think they found her when she was like six. Wow. Or six, something like that. Six years with no I can't contact. remember. But I mean, like, this, the story of Tarzan, like, could that be like a, a feral child, that, that sort of thing? And even if Tarzan did grow up, that sort of thing, I don't think he would have any of the social skills that Jane would have found attractive. (laughs) Probably Um, not, no. Yeah, so. Uh. Yeah, I guess there was a real-life man who inspired the story of Mowgli. Mowgli. Yeah, from the Jungle Book. Oh. I'd like to hear that story. (laughs) It's probably just sad and depressing, honestly. (laughs) 
Maybe not then. Uh, Dina Sanichar. Sanichar? Okay. Uh, Raised by Wolves. Literal Remus and Romulus stuff here. <laughs> Holy cow. Raised by Wolves in wow. India's uh, utter Pradesh jungle. I'm slaughtering these. I apologize. <laughs> That's probably close. Uh, he spent the first few years of his life thinking that he was a wolf. It's believed that he never learned how to interact with human beings until hunters found him in 1867 and took him to an orphanage. There he spent years uh, attempting to adapt to human behavior. Hmm. Uh, his story was no fairy tale, though, which, you know, I yeah. doubt it. Uh, the hunters first encountered uh, him in a wolf den. <laughs> where they were shocked to see the six-year-old boy living among the pack. They he was just, straight up just chilling with them. Yeah, he was straight up in a cave <laughs> with a bunch with of the wolves. wolves yeah. They decided it wasn't safe for the child to be out in the jungle, so they transported him to civilization. Hmm. However, the hunters realized early on that it would be very difficult. Oh, that it was very difficult to communicate with him. He yeah, behaved so much like a wolf. Uh, he walked on all fours and only spoke in wolf-like grunts and howls. <laughs> um, ultimately, the hunter smoked the pack out of the cave and killed the mother wolf before taking the feral child back with oh, him. No. Oh, no. He killed his mother. Yeah, his <laughs> mother figure. That's terrible. Goodness no. gracious. Uh, they took him to an orphanage where he was welcomed by missionaries there. They gave him a name and observed his animal-like behavior. Even though he was no longer with the animals, he continued to walk on all fours. And howl like a wolf. He would only accept raw meat as food. Hmm. Uh, sometimes even chewed bones to sharpen his teeth. Wow. Interesting. Uh, though the missionaries attempt to teach him sign language, <laughs> which, you know, that's a pretty good... That's a good starting, starting point. point. Yeah. Uh, it was soon clear that it was a lost cause. He was just never going to learn language. Yeah, yeah cause at that the, point, it's too late. The wolves don't have fingers, so I don't think he would have learned to to recognize yeah. finger gestures as, as a communication method. He was completely method. alien to him, speaking about aliens. Yeah, he would have had no idea what any of their, their signals would have meant. Um, say if he ever learned language or he just kind of um, stuck like that the rest of his well, life well, it says uh he was able to make some progress while at the or orphanage okay. he learned how to walk upright mm. he could put his own clothes on <laughs> he could eat from a plate although he always sniffed his food before eating it smart especially mm. if he's eating raw meat like it said yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call this progress, at least in <laughs> hindsight, but they say uh, the most human trait of all that he picked up was, guess what? Mm. Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Healthy. Yeah. That's funny, though. That's what he picked up. Mm. Yeah. He uh, died in uh, 1895 when okay. he was 35 years old. Yeah, that's uh, pretty young. That's what all that red meat does to you, all that. Well, I mean, it's tuberculosis. That's more of the smoking, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here's the one I, I, I had read was Jeannie Wiley. Mm. Um, but she was, she was basically uh, abused by uh, her parents. Uh, she was a feral child in the United States. Um, she was born in 1957 near L.A., um, where she endured a bunch of abuse from her father, Clark Willie. Uh, for 13 years, Clark kept Jeannie, so not six, 13. Wow. 
uh, kept Jeannie isolated in a room that was more akin to a prison cell. Most of the time, Jeannie was kept strapped to a toddler's toilet and sometimes was even placed in an actual cage. So, like, like horrific. Like, yeah. absolutely horrific. Uh, when Clark wasn't beating her with a wooden plank, he was growling at her like a rabid dog. So, obviously, he had his own issues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she had almost no interaction with anyone else but her immediate family during those uh, formation years, okay? Yeah. Um, and she was never allowed outside. Isn't it like the first three years or whatever where it's critical? There are uh, critical, like, stages that you can argue for in psychology. Um, the only ones I remember are, like, you go through, like, the oral stage where you're just basically shoving everything in your mouth, that sort of thing. Yep. If you want to go Freudian, you can talk about like the Oedipus complex stage kind of deal and yeah. guys, uh, which is off the rocker for me. It's fun. Uh, it's fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I guess her mother escaped the home in 1970 mm. and uh, she was mostly blind apparently. Oh, wow. And she claimed that her disability prevented her from helping Jeannie while um, Jeannie was being abused all those years. Um, shortly after fleeing the home, Irene accidentally walked into a Los Angeles social services office instead of an office that offered aid to the blind. Mm. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, welfare workers took one look at Jeannie and immediately knew that she was in need of their help. They just knew right away. Oh yeah. Uh, immediately they thought she was simply autistic. Yeah. Which I guess, uh, yeah. Uh, but then after they learned the truth about, uh, her upbringing, uh, it sounds like they changed their yeah their diagnostics obviously wow. um yeah clark the father he killed himself during uh before he could face trial mm. uh he left behind a, a note that read the world will never understand hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can i think we understand exactly <laughs> yeah, what happened you're uh, just a Jeez Louise. Terrible person. Um, obviously, at this point, she kind of turned into, let's be honest, like a an experiment. Yeah. Like a case study. You poked and prodded, basically. Of course. Yep. Uh, they theorized that she uh, could not learn language. Um, at because I have heard that before, that there is like a certain time where it's like if you don't learn. It's just too late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, and it goes for like reading and writing as well. Apparently, mm -hmm. like, if you get to... Well, maybe not writing, but... Yeah. If you get to, like, a certain point, like, you've just kind of just lost your chance. It's... it's That's what I've heard, too. I'm not saying That's it's impossible, but it would be, like, really, really, Much really Much more difficult. Hard. I think especially the speeching thi speech thing, like, speaking. Because yeah. you have to you have to develop... You have to practice. Your you vocal cords and that mindset in your brain really early yeah, on. Yeah, you have to connect the two. Early. Um, yeah, I mean... And this article goes through how they think uh, the experimentation was too rigorous to be ethical, which, you know, I could definitely see them yeah. um, thinking that way. Um, yeah, but I can't, I mean, like, as bad as the mother, like, makes her case sound here, like, I don't think the mother was really capable either of taking care of Jeannie. I yeah. think, I mean, I do think, like, as bad as it was being, like, with, these scientists, I do think they were more helpful than her mother. Oh, for sure. Been, so, um, yeah, that's just sad. But allegedly, she is still, at least at the time of this article being published, alive. Mm, really? 
I mean, this was published in 2021. Oh, yeah. It just says uh, born 1957. So I guess she'd, she'd be so, in her 60s. Uh, yeah. Okay. 66 years old. Well. Dang. It's pretty crazy. That's quite the sidetrack for me. That is. is. <laughs> a little off the rails. That's but, okay. But we can tie it back. Think about it. If somebody like abducted a kid and brought them back to their planet. It would be the same situation. Yeah. Would it yeah. grow up to be a feral child or would it somehow grow up to adopt their mannerisms, culture, speech, that sort of thing? Yeah. Probably they would. Because that goes, that turns into like the whole nature versus nurture, nurture thing. thing. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. I think it would. Yeah. As long as it was early enough. Yeah. Kid could probably. That's horrific as that is. Yeah. I think it's possible. I think so, too. There's no way to prove it, though. Nope. Not yet. Well, unless you looked at, like, I'm sure there's a case of, you know, some British person kidnapping some native child. Some British person. Yeah. You know, raising them up in England completely. I mean, like, obviously, like, someone in India still has a language and culture and values, that right. sort of thing. But I'm saying, like, it's, I think that's similar enough. Yeah, that's a good example. I think, I'm trying to remember what story it was that actually, where that happened. Native American person. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. To I, the UK. The Spanish, <laughs> you know. The yeah. Spanish must have done it. The British must have done it. I'm sure like, they did. I'm sure they. I'm sure we could find cases if we went looking. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and hop back onto uh, the alien stuff here. All right. Share some of my research. So these are some notable, common, um, usually well-known UFO sightings from the last around 50 years or so. Like Phoenix Lights. Exactly. That was the first one I was gonna go yeah. into. <laughs> yep. So this one, I think everyone knows. There's a bunch of videos of it on the internet. This was a year before I was born, 1997, in, of course, Phoenix, Arizona. So, basically, um, it was late in the evening, and it was thousands of residents observed a bunch of stationary lights over the Phoenix sky. Um, and then later, a second event involved a V-shaped object with lights showed up. And this lasted for several hours and was captured on video by multiple observers. So you can look on it up on video and there's tons of videos of it. It's, it's one of the things though, like this took place in, you said 97? Yep, that's right. Um, I mean, what are the odds that this is like they're developing like, or they're just doing war games? Or what if yeah. they had developed like some sort of drone technology? Yeah, that's what I thought too. And it's something, this is one of the explanations I saw, and I guess that the um, Air Force gave out um, to explain it. Basically, they said that it was identified as a, um, a group of flares dropped by an A-10 warthog, actually. And then, of course, many residents remained skeptical of this explanation, which I can't really blame them. I, I don't know if flares, flares would have hanged so long. I wonder how long the lights were in the sky for. I mean, the, the V pattern of the flares, that yeah, that's, sense. yeah. But do they, do, cause they shoot out from like the sides, like yeah. back and sides. So right. if you're moving forward, boop, it boop, would boop, come, boop, yeah, exactly. Would be kind of a triangular shape. 
But yeah, I don't know how long they burn for or anything Looks like Looks like from aircraft as an average luminosity, 1500, whatever, it means nothing to me, but it can burn <laughs> for at least 40 seconds in the sky. And if you look on YouTube, I think some of the videos they have, they last a couple minutes or so. So I don't know how well that explains it for how long those lights hang up in the sky. The Phoenix lights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just seeing a lot of debate on that. Five-minute videos, seven-minute videos. The fact that it's very well documented, though, is way more compelling than especially yeah. that first case I brought up of, like, you know, 3 a.m. Right. Yeah, it's definitely day. more... Uh, you ever hire a voiceover artist? And oh, <laughs> <or> that. Ads. <laughs> History channel and popping up with ads, of there course. There we go. Yeah, I think it. it's definitely why it's more popular. Everyone knows about it because it is more... Uh, Everyone saw it. It was the entire area of Phoenix looking up in the sky and witnessing it instead of just one. Are there any air bases near Phoenix? Um, I think there has to be. Let me see. Uh, yes, there are. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, they have, like, National Guard places. I want to see specifically... Luke Air Force Base. Yeah. Davis um, Air Force how Base. How close, though? Uh, Glendale and Tucson. Okay. Um, there's one. The Barry M. Goldwater Range Air Force Base is in Phoenix. Okay. So, yeah. There's ports close enough. I guess I c could explain it, but I don't know. If flares really do only hang up in the sky for 40 seconds or so, I don't know why there's videos out there. Five minutes. I think it's one of those things where it's like, if there's a lot of different flares going on from a lot of different craft. Yeah. And on a, maybe depending on what the air, like the, like maybe there's a giant updra updraft and it helps hold a flare yeah. longer in the air. True. I wonder if it was a windy day. It needs to, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I mean, I'm being very skeptical about this. But yeah. I, yeah. Fair enough. I think that's a good explanation of it, the flares. That could very well be it. All right, here's another one. Okay, okay. One you might be familiar with, the Tic Tac. Have you heard of the Tic Tac? The Tic Tac? <laughs> yeah. No. I, this, uh, this happened way back in 2004, um, but it really came to prominence on the Internet and elsewhere back in 2016, no, 2017, I think. Um, and basically what this was... It had U.S. Navy pilots. This was off the coast of San Diego. Um, some U.S. Navy pilots encountered an object flying alongside them that looked like a Tic Tac candy. So like a small, small like a cylindrical object. Um, it was moving at incredible speeds, keeping up with their aircraft, uh, exhibited flight characteristics beyond the capability of known human-made aircraft. Um, I think I remember from the video, you can look it up on uh, YouTube. That's another popular one you can find all over YouTube. Um, but basically, it was flying around, zipping around um, at incredible speeds, um, beyond their speeds. And it was shifting and changing direction at a moment's notice. It just seemed like it was ignoring gravity. Well, once again, I'm, I'm of the opinion of, like, you have – 
because a lot of these pilots past a certain range they have to rely on their electronic instruments yeah and no electronic instrument is like 100 percent foolproof yeah so i mean like uh, like it could be like the light doing something funky what and if weird. it was just a scratch on the camera yeah you know? just like got a like you hit a bug going that fast <laughs> and like who knows what that's doing or yeah. there could be like i don't know different refraction in the air i don't know yeah um there could be something going on there but yeah i'll have to look at the video um and honestly it could be like I saw a video of like someone was like, "Oh yeah, this is like compelling UFO evidence." And it's it was really not so clearly just a silver like mylar balloon. Yeah, kind of being blown in the wind. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, "Yeah, I'm not not exactly. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna say yes for sure for that." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's two minutes and 45 seconds, at least the video that I was able to find. Yeah, it goes on for a while. I guess it's that little object, keeping up with them for some time. But going back to the beginning, because we kind of need to wrap things up, though. Like, Oh, yeah, we're already... We're at we're almost 50 minutes. Wow. Um, do you actually believe they've come here? And, like, um, why? I don't think so. I think it's possible maybe way in the past millions of years ago or whatever but um why is it more possible back then would their society have collapsed by now yeah i i don't know i think it's something with the age of the earth um i think we're considered to be late to the party yeah like i'm sure more planets were formed like closer to the center of the big bang yeah exactly um i don't know yeah maybe it's possible we've been visited way in the past before we were even monkeys i don't know the prometheus kind of yeah i have great movie yep um yeah i mean i'm of the opinions like i think they've i don't think they've come i think they're out there yeah has to be right yeah i don't think they've i don't think they've been here yeah um uh but i'm sure they're uh pretty nice people you know (laughs) let's hope yeah let's hope all I know is, like, if they followed the same trajectory as humanity, like, not being able to control their pollution, that sort of thing, their society, yeah. like, they would have collapsed before any kind of interstellar kind of flight travel could have taken place. Yeah. That's true. It's a little <laughs> grim. But, it is grim to think about. But, I mean, but like, if, if they are similar to us, because, I mean, like, I've heard people say, like, oh, yeah, like, basically Earth will be uninhabitable by, like, 2050 mm-hmm. just because of, like, all the climate change and stuff I've going heard the on. same thing, yeah. A bit doom and gloom, but... It is a bit doom and gloom, but, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. Population reset. COVID didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, that's very grim uh, thinking, but I have heard people say that of, like... yeah there needs to be some form of population control in order to save the planet. I was like, that's, that's pretty extreme. Let's slow down like, there. Let's, yeah. let, let's try some other things before we just start. Uh, yeah. I think, too, the population is like a lot of people aren't having children. The well, like, going uh, down, so maybe. Depending on what country you're looking at, yeah. Yeah. And, and even within a country, what ethnicity or, like, race you're looking at. 
It's true. Because, I mean, here in the United States, like, birth uh, rates in pretty much every state now uh, has declined, especially if you're looking at uh, white families. Yeah. If you look at, like, Latino uh, birth rates, I know theirs are much higher. Is it remaining the same or increasing? Yeah, the, the that's, that's where, like, a lot of the uh, increases. And I think, I don't know, there's, there's a bunch of different theories on, like, why that is. I think it just comes to, like, I think it's weird. But I think, like, the more money you have, the less incentive you have to, like, have more kids. Because then you, like, you yeah. split up and cause a problem. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. They're pretty busy anyways. True. All these people, so. I don't know. There are some darker theories, but I won't share them here. So. <laughs> another time, another place. Another time, another place. Um, as a little sneak peek for any of our listeners who are still listening out there. Thank you. Um, Michael, when he gets back, we're going to try and play d and I'm looking forward to that one, to that episode. Yeah, I mean, I've never played it. Uh, Me P- Preston's never. Uh, Michael. He's, he's the expert. <laughs> well, apparently he's, like, only recently getting into oh, it. Oh, really? Cool. Um, but he has, like, a small group of friends. I know his father used to play D&D, which is hilarious because he was, like, the stereotypical football jock. Yeah. You wouldn't expect him to play it. Yeah, but That's he, funny. like, loved it in high school. He was on the D&D game. Uh, club, that sort of thing. I wish we had a club like that in my high school. Since Stranger Things, there's been a ton of those clubs yeah. popping up. That popularized it for sure. Yeah, a re- revitalization of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that's going to be, that's going to end, uh, that's probably going to be a longer episode. Yeah, probably. Because I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of rules. Yeah. And then to actually play the thing, I have no idea how long. It can be some long sessions. Back at my last job, I used to work the weekend, and there would be a group of uh, coworkers, group of guys who would come in and gr- take out the uh, conference room for themselves and play D&D for like four hours, three hours. So you can have some pretty long sessions. Oh, that sounds short. Like, I mean, because <laughs> I've heard of some where it's just like – goes forever. Like days. Yeah. They're just going. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening in. We hope you you. enjoyed our talk of aliens, and we will see you. Yeah, have a great week. Well, I mean, we post this like at the beginning. Have a great week. Have a great day. Yeah, have a great day or (laughs) or night, because apparently a lot of people listen to this at night. Yeah. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye.